Welcome to the Out of the Bubble podcast. My name's Rachel Carew. Join me as I share a weekly dose of midlife inspiration, where you get to hear from amazing women who are embracing life and leaving a trail of inspiration along the way. Breaking down the midlife stereotypical barriers and proving it's never too late to find new passion and purpose. And to step out of your bubble. So what's stopping you? So welcome back to another week on After the Ball podcast. And apologies because I feel like I've been missing in action for a couple of weeks, but life has just got in the way as it does. For the last two episodes of 2022, can't believe I'm saying that, this year has flown by. I'm going to be doing something slightly different. In the summer, I have created a survey all around midlife body confidence. I wanted to find out how women over 40 really did feel about their bodies. We so often get left out of this conversation. So I created a survey. So the next two episodes are going to be talking about the results. And there's some really interesting results to show you. And I'm looking forward to sharing them with you. So that's what this week. And I'm going to split the survey into two halves because there's a lot of information to go out. And you know it's a subject I'm really passionate about. So we're going to have half of the answers this week. And I'm going to follow up and finish off next week. So bear with me. So the survey was carried out by... um, just because I wanted to gauge how women over 40 really felt about their bodies and what impacts positive or negative may alter their body confidence. It's an age group that so often gets left out of the equation when you see all these body confidence reports. There's some amazing ones out there, Dove do fantastic work, but a lot of the time it's very much youth-centric. So it was just interesting to do something for our age group. The data was collected anonymously via a Google form and it was all collected between June and October 2022 and 207 women completed the survey. So thank you so much to all those women that did that. I really appreciate your support. So let's look at the definition of midlife. The Oxford Dictionary refers to midlife as a central period of a person's life between around 45 and 60. And it's a funny old thing, isn't it, midlife? The word midlife seems to cause a massive divide some people it's a bit like marmite some people absolutely love being in midlife and are quite happy to call it that other people really don't like to be labeled it and I'm curious as to to what causes people to dislike the word so much I mean once we get over 40 we are statistically reaching the midlife point point of our life expectancy life expectancy in the UK in 2022 is 81 which is an increase of 0.15 percent since 2021 so we are living longer so but it is our kind of midway point So it's understandable that for lots of women, it's time to take stock, decide how they want to spend the next half of their lives. Um, But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a depressing period. You know, it can be a catalyst for change. It can really make you think about the next chapter, but it doesn't have to be all doom and gloom. And I get it. In the past, society has described women as having a midlife crisis. If they decide to change direction, if they start saying no, if they put up new boundaries, calling time on things that no longer serve them purpose after 40. Um, you know, I was recently asked to be part of an iNews article um, about my own change of career path with several other women in the summer. And I agreed to be included on the condition that they didn't use that phrase to describe me because it was all about midlife crisis. I chose to reframe it and call it midlife awakening. Because if you Google the term midlife, you'll be bombarded by articles linking to the word crisis and placing it in a negative category. So, you know, how can we change that perception? On the podcast, I've interviewed over 150 women, all over 40, all with a different life experiences. 
Common themes appear from divorce, family problems, career shifts, caring for older parents and the biological changes. But it's also been a time when they've grown as a person the most, which is what hopefully has come across in, their, in them sharing their stories that have inspired you too. They've used the opportunities to create the life they want to lead. And I find that really exciting and positive. I'm happy to be in midlife and to be able to use the wisdom I've gained, the trust that I've built up in myself and the opportunities to learn and grow. So I am on a mission to change the narrative about midlife so we can embrace it with a positive mindset. So what does it mean to be body confident? Well, for the terms of this, body confidence means something different to everybody. Um, for the purpose of the survey, body confidence is about feeling good in your own skin, no matter what your size, shape or age. It's about accepting and loving yourself just as you are. And while that might sound easy enough, achieving body confidence can be a real challenge, especially for women over 40, as their bodies are changing, they're going through the perimenopause, the menopause, um, their life situations change, family dynamics change, there's a lot going on. But think about it, by the time we reach our 40s, we've been through it. We're, we've born children if we've had them, whether breakups, divorce, dealt with job losses, financial highs and lows. We've also been bombarded by society's unrealistic standards of beauty. And as a result, it's no wonder so many of us struggle with self-doubt and feelings of inadequacy. So that's body confidence, but the purpose of this report is about how we feel in our own skin, no matter our age, our shape, our size. So the first question I asked the women in the, in the survey was, how old are you? I wanted to know at what stage um, people were in the survey. So 48% of women involved were between the ages of 50 and 59. And um, 40 to 49 year olds, 36%, 60 to 69, 12%, and 4% over 70. So the majority, 48% of the women that completed this survey were between the ages of 50 and 59. The second question was, what dress size are you? Now, you might be wondering what's the relevance in this, but I wanted to see if there was an average size category for this age group to spot any patterns between a woman's dress size and her levels of body confidence. Because I think society assumes that if you're a bigger lady and you're a bigger size, then you have less body confidence. That just isn't the case for lots of women. These results do not show a predominant size with only four difference between a size 12 at 24% and a size 14 and 16 at 20%. So, this clearly shows that the dress size is irrelevant to when it comes to body confidence. It doesn't matter what size you are. You know, there can be size eights and tens that are really struggling with their body confidence. It's about how we perceive our bodies to be and how we feel in our own bodies. It's such an individual thing. Question three. Women were asked to mark out of ten how body confident they were feeling. Ten being the highest, I feel absolutely amazing, and zero the lowest. Now, it's interesting because I think society's come to expect women to feel unhappy about their bodies. It's, it's something that's expected. So when it comes to any positive results, it's hard to believe. Um, and I know that's a, a view shared by Professor Heather Widows, who said that, that, you know, we think there's something abnormal about someone who isn't dissatisfied with any aspect of their appearance. We find it odd if a woman says she's happy with her body. So it was really encouraging to see that 19% of the women scored their confidence levels at 7 out of 10. Now, I think that's a really 
positive um, results. And I'm really pleased to see that 19% of the women scored 7 out of 10. But that is still only 19% of the women in this group. So what about the rest of them? 54% scored themselves over 5. 46% scored below 5. And, you know, 5% of the women scored themselves 1. And that really, I find that really sad. I find that really upsetting that, that some women are really struggling that much with their body confidence and the impact that that has on their everyday lives. We have to be aware of that and we have to make sure that we are looking out for women and, and, and supporting one another because that's a really tough place to be on a daily basis. But I do believe it's possible to overcome negative feelings and achieve true body confidence at any age. And I don't think our age should be in a, a barrier for that. I think it's about accepting our age. You know, one of the best things you can do for your body confidence is to accept the fact that you're no longer in your 20s and 30s. It doesn't mean resigning yourself to a life of being frumpy and, and not wanting to feel fashionable, feel, feel relevant, to do the things that you enjoy doing, to live life to the full. It just means accepting your body's changed and those changes are perfectly normal. But I get it, that's really hard to do when you are constantly bombarded by images of younger women's bodies because if you don't see on a regular basis body shapes and sizes and women that you can relate to, it's very hard not to judge your body against the younger generation. So again, don't compare yourself to others. It's human nature to compare ourselves. But when it comes to body confidence, comparisons are always going to leave us feeling worse about ourselves. So instead of dwelling on what we don't have, focus on what you do have and be grateful for it. Social media is a perfect example of that, isn't it? How you know we, we can spend half an hour scrolling through looking at people's pictures and looking at how amazing their bodies are and how great they look. And it's only a snapshot of their day. It's not really a true representation. I think we all have to remember that. Some might have used filters and not told you they're using filters. Some might have actually dragged themselves out of bed. They might have felt rubbish all day, but they had to create a picture for something and they've done it on that day and they've shown you a 1% a part of their day that felt, you know, that they look great in. But that's not the reality of their life. We can't compare ourselves to images that we see on social media because half the time you don't really know the story behind what you're looking at. Focus on your health and not your looks because, you know, we're, we're so focused on how we look that we forget about how we actually feel. The true body confidence, I believe, comes from feeling our best mentally and physically. You know, it don't worry less about fitting into those skinny jeans and more about eating healthy foods during the day. Make sure you get regular exercise, but do the stuff that you really enjoy and not seeing exercise as a chore and getting enough sleep. Getting enough sleep is a tough one. I know that. I put my hands up. I'm really struggling with sleep at the moment with the menopause. I was awake at three o'clock this morning and watched three episodes of the Kardashians. That's my guilty pleasure. But I just couldn't sleep. I am just wired at the moment into being waking up in the middle of the night and I know that it's something that will settle down again. I'm doing all I can. But it's part of looking after ourselves and recognising that. So we might have a little afternoon nap this afternoon. But when we take care of ourselves, you'll feel better both inside and out. And that will show in your appearance as well as your overall sense of well-being. One of the big things I find really helpful is finding something to love about your body if you're struggling with body confidence. Because we all have aspects of our appearance that we're self-conscious about. But instead of fixating on those, try and find the things that you love about your body or every aspect that you're not crazy about. 
So if you don't like your arms, think how strong they are for all the years of carrying around kids or grocery bags or do whatever you're doing in your work. If you're not thrilled with your hips, remember how feminine they make you look. Focusing on the positives will help you see yourself in a whole new light and feel more confident as a result. You know, I always think about my legs because I love walking and I would be, you know, I love the fact that I can just step out my door, go for a beautiful walk in nature and ground myself and my legs carry me everywhere. So whilst I might not like the fact that they're a bit more jiggly at the top of my thighs now, they are sturdy and they carry me everywhere. How does your lack of body confidence impact your everyday life? 51% of women reported a small impact which bothered them slightly. 27% stated it made a significant impact on their everyday lives. 8% feel it has a large impact which stops them from taking part in lots of activities. 4% told me it was a huge impact which left them feeling very negative about their lives. And whilst only 10% stated it had no impact whatsoever. For most of us, our lack of body confidence affects our everyday lives in more ways than we realise. We may not even be consciously aware of how much it's impacting us on a day-to-day basis. You know, it's fantastic that 10% said it has no impact whatsoever. And you might be thinking, well, 51% of women reported a small impact, but that's okay, that's not too bad at all. But what about the rest of the women? What about the 4% of women that said it had a huge impact, which left them feeling negative about their lives? What about the 8% that felt that a large impact stopped them from taking part in lots of activities? What about the 27% that stated a significant impact on their everyday lives? They're the women that need to be supported. They're the women that we need to change the mindsets of and we need the media and advertising and the fashion and the beauty industry all to help support these women because that has a detrimental effect on their life and they're not living life to the full because of it. Maybe you don't feel comfortable wearing certain types of clothes because you don't like the way you look. Maybe you avoid social situations because you're worried about what the people think about your appearance. You know, I did, when I was younger and I really struggled with my own body confidence, I, I vividly remember a group of friends wanting to play tennis in the summer. So tennis is not a sport that I'd ever learned to play. And I was so worried about, I didn't have the right sports bra. I, didn't, I was worried about my legs being in a tennis skirt. I was bigger than the other girls that were playing. So I made an excuse, sat on the sidelines and just watched. And all the time they were all having an amazing time. They were having so much fun. And I was just sat there. A, I was embarrassed that I wasn't taking part because they must have thought, well, she's being a bit odd. And B, I was cross with myself and upset with myself because I knew that if I'd got past those fears of other people's judgments, I would have actually had a really good time and I was missing out. And stuff like that stays with you, which is why now I say yes to everything and worry about it later because I'm determined not to let that hold me back anymore. It might be you're you're holding yourself back in your career because you don't believe you're good enough or deserving enough. Lots of women over 40 simply feel resigned to the fact that it's just the way things are and there's nothing you can do about it. It's just a natural part of getting older, but I don't agree with that. It doesn't have to be this way. In fact, once you understand how your lack of body confidence is affecting your life, you can start to make changes that will help you feel better about yourself, both inside and out, no matter what age you are. Because your worth has nothing to do with your physical appearance. But that doesn't mean to say that your body confidence or lack of thereof, isn't affecting your everyday life. Here are some of the ways it might be impacting you and what you can do about it. 
it's holding you back from trying new things. If you don't feel confident in your body, chances are you're not going to want to put yourself in situations where people might see you or judge you. I've spoken to a woman this morning who wants to try something new and she her reply to, to the conversation was that she's just going to the gym and she's going to get a bit trimmer and then she's, then she's going to do it. And then she's going to book it. We put stuff off all the time until we have this perfect image of how we should look rather than just getting on with it and enjoying life. It could be anything from not wanting to go to the beach or take swimsuit photos on vacation to avoid physical activity altogether because you're self-conscious about how you look in workout clothes. It's a vicious cycle because the more you avoid physical activity, the more your body will change and the less confident you'll feel. The good news is that there is plenty of ways to get moving that don't require revealing clothes anymore or being around people. Just get yourself out for a brisk walk, go and get some fresh air, be outdoors in nature, do an at-home workout video. There's so many amazing ones on YouTube. I'm a massive fan of Adrian for yoga. Even just stretching before bed can all help get your body moving and boost your confidence. And the more you do that, the bigger your confidence will grow and the less you will be thinking and worrying about what your body looks like. It's impacting your work life. Your body confidence can also affect your work life in several ways. If you don't feel good about yourself, it's going to be harder for you to speak up in meetings or put yourself forward for networking opportunities or apply for that promotion you've been wanting. You might also find yourself dressing down more often than usual because you don't really want people to see your imperfect body, so you hide it. But here's the thing, everyone has an imperfect body. Chances are no one at work is even thinking about how yours looks. They're too focused on their own. So let's not let our lack of body confidence stop you from going out after what you want professionally. Because we've all got to embrace our unique beauty and let it shine through in everything you do. And it's just that message, isn't it, that we all have insecurities about our body. Everybody that you bump into on the street has their own insecurity. You are not alone in this. And the more we can remember that, the easier it will become to face them because everybody's all wrapped up in their, in their own thoughts. They're not worrying about what you look like on the beach in a swimming costume. They're really, not, they're really not looking at you. So get out there and enjoy it and don't let yourself be held back. It may even be causing problems in your relationship. Your relationship with your significant other can also suffer if you're lacking your body confidence. Whether it's because you're too self-conscious to have sex or because you're always comparing yourself unfavorably to other women, letting that lack of confidence can get in the way and then that creates tension and a roller coaster puts distance between you and your partner. And let's face it, going through the menopause, our loss of libido, our bodies are changing and that's a physical fact. There's nothing we can do about that, but we can, we can take action. We can work on our body confidence. We can do the things that will make us feel better about ourselves. And as well as all the other things like the HRT and progesterone, there are things we can do to combat that. And if it's something you're struggling with, it might be helpful to go and talk to somebody. Um, I know it's really hard to go and get an appointment at the doctor's, but what about a counsellor? You need some help to, to love and accept your body just as it is. Because when you fully embrace your, your body, then it will become so much easier for your partner and you to have that connection and have a healthy, happy relationship which is built on trust, respect and love instead of all that insecurity and comparison. Because if we don't love ourselves first, it would make it very hard for other people to feel the same way about us. And that's one lesson that I've definitely learned later in life. So lack of body confidence is something that a lot of women struggle with. It doesn't have to be this way. 
because your worth has nothing to do with your physical appearance. It doesn't mean your lack of confidence isn't impacting other areas of your life, such as work or relationships. So if this sounds like something you're going through, try some of the tips above that we've discussed, that I've just been talking about, to start feeling better about yourself today. Question five. Do you feel more body confident now than when you were younger? Now, this is an interesting one because I really struggled with my body confidence in my 20s, 30s, 40s, until my kind of early 40s. And I can see now how much it held me back. And it isn't until I got to my mid-40s and beyond, I'm 52 now, that I have never felt more body confident. And I wanted to see whether it was something that I was out of line with other women or lots of women felt the same. 50% said they were less body confident than when they were younger. 36 happily reported they felt more confident now. 14% felt the same as they'd always felt. So it's a real mixture. I love the fact that 36% are, are more confident now because that shows that they're embracing the changes, they're embracing later in life, and that, you know, there, there is this no age limit to finding body confidence. And that's the message that I really want to get across to people that are struggling because we can't let it be a barrier. And it's interesting, again, isn't it, that 50% said they were less body confident. When I look back now at the photographs of me in my 20s and 30s, I cannot understand why I was so worried about what my body looked like because I had an amazing figure and I didn't see it. And I think to those women that, that were really super confident when they were younger with their bodies that are losing it now, just remember you know, how amazing your body is, how much it's grown as you, as you have grown, how it's always been there for you and, and embrace the fact that we are changing and we're aging and you know, our bodies are still beautiful. And I know it's really hard because the media and advertising again and the fashion industry, they don't represent us and they don't, we don't see enough of women's bodies after 40. So it's very hard to, to not compare ourselves only to youthful images. If we had a diverse section of women in everything across the board as a regular daily basis, we would feel less insecure about our bodies, that's for sure. It's, it's, you know, it's totally normal part of the aging process. Our bodies change, we gain weight, our, our skin gets drier, more wrinkled, our hair starts to thin. All sounds great, doesn't it? But it's only natural and we might have moments when we feel a little less confident in our appearance as we age. So don't beat yourself up about it. But just because our bodies are changing, it doesn't mean to say we have to, to just accept it without wanting to stay and feel the best we can at any age. So, you know, for me, regular exercise is a big Thing. It's a big thing that I, I neglected during the summer. I had a really hectic summer. My mum was, was, was really poorly, so I had to spend a lot of time looking after her. So my exercise routine definitely went down the pan a bit. And I noticed a difference in my mood, my body confidence, my energy levels and my sleep. And so now that I'm getting back into that routine again, I feel so much better for it. So we can't let age as an excuse to not get out there and exercise. Eating a healthy diet, just, you know, making sure that we have the right nutrition for our body as we're going through the perimenopause and menopause. All these things, making sure we get our fruit and vegetables, checking our cholesterol level, all these things add up to how we feel about our bodies and how our bodies feel inside. Taking care of our skin, another one. Um, it's the first place signs of ages show up is on our skin. Keep your skin looking your best, make sure you cleanse it, moisturise it. Protect it every day. 
I put my hands up. I was really bad when I was younger. I didn't wear a lot of sunscreen and now I wear Factor 50 every day in my skincare routine, even in winter, because I know that it's really important and we need to protect ourselves. Simple steps like this to help your skin look radiant can really make you feel more confident when you look in the mirror. We've talked about sleep and the fact that it's, you know, we need more sleep as we're older. We need, it improves our mood, our memory, our focus, our energy, you name it, it affects everything. Um, so making sure that we have a restful night's sleep. Another good thing is wearing clothes that fit well and make you feel good. It's an easy, instant boost to your body confidence if you put on an outfit that you feel amazing in. The colour might be right for you, the style might just fit you perfectly. You step out the door and you feel a million dollars and there's nothing nicer than that feeling. And if we could bottle it and pass it to every woman around the world that I would do, it would be amazing. But it is about going through your wardrobe and getting rid of anything that doesn't fit you properly. For me, it was I used to wear loads of big baggy clothes to hide myself. And now I'm much more fitted and streamlined because I don't want to hide my body. I'm proud of it. It's about finding the things that really suit you and that you enjoy. Doesn't mean you have to spend an absolute fortune going out and completely changing your wardrobe. Far from it. But just be honest with yourself and go through the stuff. What is the point in keeping clothes at the back of your wardrobe that are two sizes too big, that you probably won't ever fit again, that you bought 20 years ago and you're just hanging on to it in the vain hope that you might suddenly lose two stone? What's the point in keeping that when you could replace, you could give that to somebody else, they get, they get some more wear out of it, it goes on to tell some more stories, but you also have something new in your wardrobe that makes you feel good. And surround yourself with positive people. It's a great way to boost your body confidence, to surround yourself with people that make you feel good. It, you know, it could be friends, family members, work, anyone that makes you feel comfortable in your own skin and the narrative that they talk is aligned with you and how you feel about yourself. Because when you're around positive people who support and appreciate you just as you are, it's so much easier to see yourself in a positive light and feel confident in your own skin. We've all been there. We've all been around friends or colleagues that are their general persona is negative and you spend an afternoon with them and you come home really feeling drained and flat and then you end up feeling negative yourself. So it's about boundaries, isn't it? But all those have an impact on how you feel. So yeah, just some simple steps. Um, but the most important thing to do is do what makes you feel good, whether it's exercising regularly, um, getting enough sleep, wearing the clothes that fit you well, but it's just about doing, taking steps and taking action to help you feel better about yourself because you know you're unique and you're beautiful and our age again has nothing to do with how we should feel about our bodies question six how often do you weigh yourself this is a biggie for me up until i was 40 i would probably weigh myself every single day and i'll be honest the mood of my day would be dictated to by the number on the scales. So if I had put on two pounds, I would have a very, I would feel very flat, I would hate myself, I'd be very negative about myself, and the whole day would spiral like that. The next day, if I'd put on, you know, if I'd lost two pounds, I would feel amazing. And my brain would say that I was doing really well, I was really happy, oh look at me, I've lost weight. And so weight um, was a big issue for me. I now don't weigh myself. I can't remember the last time I weighed myself. I know my body well enough now to know when it's feeling good, 
what I need to do to tweak it if it's not. I know how my clothes feel in the, in the clothes that I've got in my wardrobe. I know how they fit. So I can adjust how I'm feeling and or how I need to look after my body by that. I don't need a number on the scales to validate who I am and what I am because we are so much more than a number on the scales. So I do have a real, I know lots of women have a love-hate relationship with the scales. Of course, we need to stay on top of our weight to avoid health problems. I'm not saying that we don't need to acknowledge that because some people do need extra help. But seeing that number going up and down can be so discouraging. So, you know, it's just, it's a really tricky situation. and I I urge anyone to stop weighing themselves on the scales because you are so much more than a number. So 12% of women in the survey said they weigh themselves daily. 27% 27% said they say they weighed themselves weekly. 13% said they weighed themselves monthly. 29% said they weighed themselves rarely. And 19% said that they never weighed themselves. So there's a real mixture there. But women, a lot of women are still weighing themselves daily and a lot of women are still weighing themselves weekly. And I think it's very easy to see why because, you know, diet industry is constantly feeding us with how we should be a certain size and you know that's the doctors are still using the bmi it's we need to change that narrative there's a long way to go still but let's face it our weight fluctuates from day to day you know sometimes even from hour to hour it's 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 influenced by factors of how much water we're retaining what we've eaten that week our hormone levels go through the menopause has a change in that too so if you step on the scales first thing in the morning after a big after having a big glass of water and then go and have a big breakfast, the numbers on the scales are going to be higher than if you'd weighed yourself on an empty stomach. So you're defeating the object really, and it doesn't, it just takes a toll on your mental health. So I just don't think it's worth it. What can we do instead of weighing yourself? Then, you know, focus on how your clothes fit, uh, clothes up, clo- focus on your energy levels. Focus on making healthy lifestyle changes that you can stick to with consistency. Get rid of all that yo-yo dieting and engaging in unhealthy behaviours to lose weight quickly. There are some fantastic people out there now that talk a lot about intuitional, you know, using your intuition eating and making sure that we listen to our bodies and fuel it as and when needed. But if you're weighing yourself every day and it's causing you more stress than it's worth, it's time to give up the daily weigh-ins and focus on other measures of progress because, honestly, your mental health will thank you for it. And the last question of this particular episode, how often do you look at yourself in the mirror naked? Now, those that have followed me for a while will know that I've been doing a lot of work on my own body confidence. And I'm being honest about the fact that going through the menopause, my body has changed again. I've gone from a from a kind of 14, 16 to definitely a size 16. And I've had to, to embrace those changes and I've had to work on it. And it doesn't mean to say when someone says, oh, I'm body confident, doesn't mean to say that they are body confident every single minute of the day. Some mornings I wake up and I don't feel as good as others. I'm just learning to deal with it better. So this summer, I have been working on that myself and really having to do the legwork and make sure that I am in the right frame of mind and it's paying off and I feel like I'm in a better place again. But it's a roller coaster and it's always going to be work in progress. 47% of women said they only occasionally looked at themselves in the mirror naked. 10% said never. 25% said often. 18% reported they looked at themselves naked every day. And, you know, 
I think it's so important that we start looking at ourselves and not hiding away from our bodies because we're doing ourselves an injustice. Why do I think that we should look in the in the, the uh, our bodies in the, the mirror naked? Uh, because I wish I'd done it a long time ago. It's something that would have saved me a lot of time, energy, heartache. You should look at your body every single day. First, it's a great way to check any changes in your skin. We know that melanoma is the deadliest form of skin cancer. But if it's caught early enough, it's one of the most curable forms of cancer. So unless you are looking at your body properly every day naked, how do you ever notice those changes? If you don't, if you know, if you don't see anything out of the ordinary, it's still good to get into the habit of looking at your skin closely so that if something does change, you are going to recognise it. It's a great way to check for any changes in our body in general, but if we don't realise how our bodies are changing until we see ourselves in photos or videos, from, from a, a months before or even years before, if you look at yourself naked every day, you'll be more likely to notice changes in your body shape or size that might be, again, cause for concern. You might see bumps or lumps that, that weren't there or maybe your waistline seems a bit wider than usual. These changes might not be any cause for alarm, but it's always better to err on the side of caution and get them checked out by the doctor just to be safe. Looking at your body in your mirror can boost your body confidence. It can be easy to forget what our bodies look like when we're constantly inundated with airbrushed images of perfect bodies in magazines and social media. But when you take a good look at your body in the mirror, imperfections and all, you can start to learn to appreciate it for all that it is and all that it does for you every day. You know, studies have shown that when we appreciate our bodies, we are more likely to take care of them, which can then lead to improved physical health and mental well-being. During this, this part of me kind of trying to push myself out of my comfort zone even more and get, get more confident and comfortable with my, my changes as I'm going through the menopause, I decided to take a life drawing class. So I was the model. So this is something I'd never done before. had no idea what to expect. Said yes to it to a local group. Didn't really think about it. It was in the diary. The day that I was due to do it, I woke up thinking, oh my God, what if somebody in the group one of the artists knows me. How am I going to feel? So I'd got myself really quite psyched up about it and I was quite worried about doing it. So I got there and it turned out there were 34 people in the group, mixed of all ages, uh, men and women, probably from about 18 to early 70s. All with their, all took out all their art equipment and were really serious about it. You could tell that they, they loved doing this class. They all knew each other. They'd been coming for a while. The artist um, that was organising it all did announce to me that that's the largest class she's ever had. So I was immediately like, oh, my God, what am I, what am I doing here? And I had to then go walk into this circle and take my dressing gown off and stand there completely naked and do different poses. And for the first few, every three minutes, I had to change position and move around the room so that everybody could get different angles of me. And there was a group of people that I thought, right, they were kind of my age group and my peers. I thought, right, I'll tackle them first. I'll go, I'll go and sit and, fight and face them and get there. They were the hardest group for me mentally to get past. And within the first 10 minutes, I suddenly completely forgot about being naked. I could see how intent they were all in drawing. And 
I, could, I wanted to do a good job for them. I wanted to get the poses right. I wanted to give them good shapes. I wanted, I wanted to be a good model for them. So all those feelings of worrying about, you know, whether I couldn't, you know, I wasn't holding anything in. I was, I was there as I was. And I actually relaxed into it. And it was a two-hour class. Halfway through, we managed to get around and have a look at other people's work. And they blew me away. Their drawings were amazing. And to see how they saw my body, curves and all, all very different, all different angles, all different styles, it blew my mind. And it really was a great reminder of how fantastic our bodies are. And I was really proud to have done that. And it did make me smile because one of the um, women obviously followed me on social media and said, oh, you've still got your barley tan line. So I was thinking, oh, OK, right, fine. <laughs> but yeah, I did have. Um, so I have agreed to go back in January. But that's been part of my journey and what I'm doing to make sure that I am going to stay in this positive mindset about my body and also just making sure that it kind of keeps my boosting my confidence for myself. So yeah, looking in your body can really help you boost your confidence and it's important to just take a moment to appreciate yourself. I am going to um, do this body confidence report in two halves because there really is a lot to go at. There's another Six questions um, that I'd like to spend the time doing rather than trying to sit it all in one set in one session because I think there is a lot and you know it is a subject that I'm passionate about. But I think one thing's for clear is we still have a long way to go to support women that are struggling with their body confidence, and it's easy to forget what impact it can have on our everyday lives. And also, let's we need to look at what causes it. Where does this all stem from? And a lot of it is, we go back to it, I'm going to go back to the media, the advertising, the fashion industry, the beauty industry. We are so youth obsessed that the pressure that's put on older women about ageing and looking a certain way and not being the same as we were in our 20s, 30s is, is immense. And until we get past that and we see real representation across the board on a regular basis and not just tokenism, then, then how do we change that? So I'd really love to know your views on this subject. It's something that, again, that you know I'm really passionate about and I will be publishing on my blog um, on the website next week once I've done the second series. So I will be back next week for the end of the report, but I'd love for you to um, let me know your thoughts. You can either drop me a line on Instagram, rachelpuri1, send me a DM, or you can email me, um, rachel at rachelpuri.co.uk. I'd love to know what you think, but... It's an interesting conversation and we've definitely got more work to do, ladies. So in the meantime, I'll be back next week. But in the meantime, keep being fabulous. Thank you for listening to the Out of the Bubble podcast. I hope it's left you feeling inspired. If it has, why not come and join a fabulous group of women in my free Step Out of the Bubble Facebook group? where you can get to connect with other women all at different stages of their own midlife journey, supporting and inspiring one another. You can also come and say hello on Instagram, at rachelperu1. I'd love to know how you intend, or how you are already, stepping out of your bubble in 2022. If you're loving the podcast, please don't forget to subscribe, rate and review. Your support is much appreciated. I'll be back next week with some more inspiration, but in the meantime, keeping fabulous.